This is a HeadGum Podcast. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Welcome to the campaign after the campaign. This is not another D&D podcast. Welcome back to Bohemia, everyone. Bohemia. I'm your dungeon master, Brian Murphy, joined by Jake Hurwitz. Harp One Surefoot. Emily Axford. Moonshine Sabin, enjoying the Christmas light tin. <laughs> oh. Okay. You stumbled uh, and saved it with a rhyme. D. That's rare. D plus. And Caldwell Tanner. Beverly Togold the fifth. Uh, thanks for the memories and the memories. I mean, from Spectral Papa, that is. Yes, there you go. Okay. <laughs> nice. uh, you know, uh, C minus. <laughs> a little bit better than that. That was mine. Ones. Yours, just straight up, I appreciate that you're just hard one sure foot. Cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, just a solid C every Aww. time. Dude. I didn't know it was coming. Well, it's usually. True. I didn't know we were going to do a general one. I know, because this is not. Uh, for anybody who's been paying attention, uh, when we do our announcements at the beginning of the show, this week is an end of the year kind of, I, I won't even say clip show because clip show is kind of derogatory. Yeah. Like that makes yeah. it sound like it's going to be a bad episode. This is all of us kind of getting to share our favorite moments mm-hmm. from the year. And we're going to go back and we're going to listen together. It's and an I'm all gonna... rose episode. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> a bouquet of our favorite uh, plucked roses throughout the season, our favorite moments. So we're just going to kind of go around. Um, and everybody's going to say a moment. We're going to play it. We're going to listen to it together. And then we're going to kind of talk about it because we've been doing this podcast for almost a year now. It feels like longer than that. And maybe this is the right time to announce it's over. Oh, yeah. Yeah, We're we're done. That was the other thing. You guys jumped off a mountain and we did a Christmas special and Uh that's it. Mm -hmm. We're all dead and your money is ours. There you go. (laughs) Um, so why don't we start with um, one of our favorite moments? Does anybody want to go first? Hmm. Who I'll go the... first. Emily, okay. go ahead. The scoop. The scoop. The scoop. The legendary scoop, of course, from episode 12. I will pull that right up with Jonathan Tinkle. Let's listen. So you guys are riding off into the night onto your horses. Uh, you've just blown up this lab. Uh, you've said your goodbyes to Stunkbug and Juan as Professor Duddle's secret lab explodes behind you. You guys exit the Esri bubble as the bubble knights are flocking to the fire. You make it to the outer rim. You see wild magic addicts kind of fighting with each other, people boarding up their windows. It's just a complete shit show. Uh, one thing that is very odd as you guys are riding out of town, you see one little gnome riding riding a little steam engine dune buggy looking extremely <laughs> determined. And he's a little bit slower than your horses. So you guys are just riding along him, uh, along next to him Does as he you guys go. On like he's going I super scoop fast. him up. You scoop him up. <laughs> <laughs> Nathan, you suddenly, suddenly this elf, this elf riding by uh, on a horse grabs you. Oh, my seatbelt. <laughs> I grab him like, a, like Liv Tyler in a... And uh, Lord of the, the Rings. rings. <laughs> oh, cool. You my little Frodo. Wait, what happens to his, his dune buggy? <laughs> He's still. He, do you have a seatbelt on, Nathan? Uh, it, I think it. You know, the it, it pops. 
uh, it pops off. Do you just go willingly, just like dead weight yourself and just go? I, you know, I, I don't get out of the city very much. I, uh, I, I wasn't necessarily prepared for this, but uh, I'm trying to go with the flow. So, uh, yeah, I, you know, it's a, uh, it's a family car, it's a family vehicle, and uh, I guess uh, I and hope we have it insured. Yep. Where I come from, scooping is an act of love. So, moonshine, we don't hug, we scoop. It's akin to hug. Moonshine <laughs> scoops up this random gnome, and oh. he leaves behind his dune buggy. I'll grab his dune buggy. <laughs> you can't grab his dune buggy. He I'll scoop something. He scoops I'm huge. He could probably. It's a gnome dune buggy. It's a gnome dune buggy, I but it's pretty Papa, big. I send Papa to help Bart. No, you guys, guys, this is insane. You cannot carry the dude buggy. I have Fine. been scooped. Oh, can I tie it to my horse so it's going behind me? Yeah. No. <laughs> either, either, I either, either, I'm going to slow down. I'm going to slow down my horse. <laughs> throw a uh, throw a rope to Hardwon. Hardwon can jump onto the dune buggy. <laughs> cool. Can I ride in the dune buggy? You can't. It's for gnomes, but it so is I still too big for you to carry it. What about can like you ride a skateboard? It? Beverly can ride in the dune buggy. Right, Beverly, you guys yeah, even, haven't even said hello to this gnome or anything. We're, yeah, you we just are, am I going to get hard just let me, I'm going to this... put, put Bev up, put him in the dune buggy, <laughs> Wait, and so I'm going to okay. grab his horse. All right. So you guys stop. You guys stop your horses. None of this is stopping. None of this is happening while we're stopped. This is right. fast and Roll an insane acrobatics check. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. Just what what my, did you roll? I did write a. Uh, uh, that's a nineteen. Okay. <laughs> Jesus Christ. What would you? Okay. So you guys are riding past this dune buggy. Yeah. Wordless, by the way. It's no one has said anything. Like it's Moonshine just bit. picks up the gnome, puts it on the back of her horse. He's lightly <laughs> protesting. Yeah. I'm, I'm I feel like. like uh, you... uh, excuse, excuse me. Hi. Ex hello. Hi. Uh, and what hard is... one. What are you doing? This dune buggy is getting left behind. No, this is super easy. Like, <laughs> we've taken a long time to get here, so it feels like it's really clunky. But this is exactly what happened. There's uh -huh. like town blowing up behind us. Epic heroes. Yeah. We see a cute little guy in a dune buggy. Moonshine obviously <laughs> is going to pick him up. <laughs> the dude looks like human him. Jonah. So <laughs> she grabs him. I know what's happening. Yeah. Moonshine's got the got the gnome with her now. So I grab Beverly. Easy. Just pick him up by the nape of the neck. Place him in the dune buggy. He's <laughs> like riding the dune buggy now. Mother. And then I take the rope from his horse. So I'm leading Beverly's horse while riding on my horse. Um, Beverly does not know how to drive. It's pretty intuitive. Uh, <laughs> yeah. What's, uh, what's going on? Oh, uh, God. Roll a raw intelligence check, Beverly, as, you, as you are tossed into this. I'm, like, trying to shout shipper. instructions. Just, like, 10 and 2. Keep your hands at 10 and 2. And... Oh, I got a net 20. 20. I knew it. I fucking knew it. I was, oh, my God. I fucking knew it. I, whenever the stakes are low enough, he rolls like a 20. Yeah, yeah Beverly, Beverly buckles the fuck up, shifts this thing into high gear, and just peels out right in front of y'all. Oh, I forgot about the 20 at the end. <laughs> I, here's, here's one of the things, because we, we just re-listened to it together, and I I made a point to not re-listen to my favorite moments before we listened to this, and one of the and it reminded me, listening now, uh, that the thing 
that really tickles me the most is when Jake gets in there. Like Murph is like, what are you guys doing? You're crazy. You I try to, to stop well. the scoop. <laughs> I know, but it's so At funny every that, corner. that Jake gets in there and he's like, sees that Murph is trying to stop and he's like, no, no, no. I just got to make this sound really logical so that Murph <laughs> thinks we're not doing hijinks. Listen, man. No, I know it sounds insane. <laughs> yeah, one point I said, it's like okay, your so drunk you, friends are trying to get into a club yeah. and you're like pretty drunk too. You're like, I'm the, I can ang- talk to I'm the, the angry bouncer. I'm not letting any of your friends in. <laughs> what if, all right, one of my friends goes in, but the other one comes out, <laughs> which is what we did. You just replaced Donovan with me. That's true. But I also, I also remembered while re-listening to this, because I know that I didn't know that it was supposed to be, when I scooped that's it, the in, that's I didn't the most know that it was moment. Jonathan. That's the most insane thing about it, is that you were just scooping an NPC out of his car. <laughs> well, but re-listening to it, I was like, why did I do that? That's I weird. Because the description is so cute because he's yeah. determined. That's exactly what it's I wrote. I wrote down it was looking extremely determined. And like that just makes me be like, he needs help. <laughs> and one of the <laughs> other details that really got me that preceded extremely determined was that he was in this car that was a little slower than our just horses. Just a little slower. So like, in a car that's going so slow. And it's like we have a slight edge on speed and he's looking extremely determined. Like, all we right, got you. All right, little dude, we got you. We're the band of boobs, and we got you. I remember that moment because I was like, all right, Nathan's here. We got to be efficient with our storytelling. How are we going to get him to be a part of our party? Oh, she's scooping him. Okay, all right, we're good. We're in. We're in it. Instantly off the rails. Instantly gave me so much anxiety. I was like, they're Honestly, never going to introduce- with that Nat 20, we were on the rails. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> The dune buggy was on the rails. You guys were not on the rails. But I remember I kept, you hear me keep saying it in that clip, like, wordless, by the way, no one introducing themselves. No one saying anything. Because in the back of my head, I'm like, we're 10 minutes in and no one knows Nathan's name. No one knows his quest. No one knows anything. But in hindsight, that's just really funny. It's, it's super almost funny. like you calling out how ridiculous the situation yeah. is. I do love like the guest episodes because you get those moments where Five people are talking at once, yes. and it is just yeah. insanity. But like everyone's just reacting to the stupidest thing, and it's very good. Yeah, you yeah. guys are like kids when you have your friends over and you're rude <laughs> to your parents showing to off. impress them. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I can't believe Murph let us get TCBY with our friends. <laughs> <laughs> Look what my dad lets me do. <laughs> we all got parfaits, but that was the first ever scoop, yeah. and scooping first has scoop. become such a part of the podcast. Yeah. 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 The scoop I wrote down that Nathan's laugh is just so pure. Yeah. And it tickles me and delights me every time I hear it. Yeah, it's true. Nathan was such a great guest. Yeah. Jonathan Tinkle. Yeah. Jonathan Tinkle. (laughs) We love him. Uh, Speaking of very cute little guys, uh, I'd like to say one of my favorite moments, which is uh, Balnor's Kiss with Moonshine. Ooh. So why don't we- Nobody can say this podcast doesn't have heart. (laughs) Let's get to that. Or (laughs) heart-ons. Heart-ons. Yum. This is an incubus and a succubus. And you see like <laughs> demon fucking fangs. They're doing like that dementor trying yeah. to like give you like a life stealing kiss. Okay. Uh, I... Alnor is trying to, no, no, no. is going to kiss the girl. <laughs> I'm straight up, I'm pretending like I'm super charmed. And then I'm like, Balnor, baby, come for me first. And uh, I kiss Balnor. <laughs> <laughs> What will his wife think? Um, and then as soon as he kisses me, I fake an <laughs> orgasm. <laughs> and then 
And then I'm like, oh, oh, Malor, I'm so embarrassed. I'm so embarrassed. Balnor, come with me. And, and I go to rush out. You go to leave? Yeah, me and Balnor go to leave. Okay, so you guys are going to go run out? <laughs> okay, they are going to take uh, swings at you as okay. you guys run. <laughs> Emily turned so red listening oh to that. My God. Faking an orgasm is so unnecessary and hilarious. Hey, everybody at well, home, who is your hashtag New Year's kiss? <laughs> Well, I mean, it was the reason I faked the orgasm because I needed a reason to leave without it being obvious that I knew what they were. Right. But like, but I've it, lived with those consequences it's ever since. Such a weird thing for you to be like, oops, I orgasmed. Guess I'm done. Yeah. Re listening to it too, I didn't realize that you said, oh, Balnor baby. <laughs> yeah. You leaned in. <laughs> oh, man. What a- I love Murph's broken laugh that he does when he's just out of control of a situation but loving every minute of it. I also think just narratively that was really satisfying because we saw exactly what was supposed to happen if you had actually failed the throw. I know. And like, just like back to, right back to back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would have been trouble if you had failed that and you guys would have been alone up there yeah. We for saw a while. like each angle of choose your own adventure, mm-hmm. yeah. which is nice. Man, oh man. <laughs> I also, I, I really like as you're climbing up there, you do a perception check on them and you're metagaming a little bit. You're like, I know they're lying. I know they're lying. What made you want to go up with them in the first place? Well, okay. We had just been through this whole saga with with Melora. I mean, with sorry, with uh, Maribel. And I was feeling like I really needed to blow off steam yeah. after that. And so it was like, here's these like two hot people. And I was like, I really want to, I just want to like behave recklessly. I've been so composed for my people. We were on vacation. Yeah. <laughs> we were on vacation. And we didn't have a real vacation. Just I feel like let we all got into a battle and we all almost <laughs> Murph, just let her but fuck, like, okay? That's, let I, me what, fuck. I think what I was hoping for was just that, like, <laughs> she would, like, Moonshine would have just gotten to roll to, like, how good was the sex? Yeah. <laughs> and then you come back down and we're all, like, then we are, you know, that's it. Yeah, I, it's yeah. honestly for the better because what was the other option? I fu- like even if they if they weren't an incubus, incubus and a succubus, you'd I have to have fucked, fucked Balnor. And it just show it goes to show how I am as a D and D player, which is like I always want people around me. Like some people probably like that whole like individual like this is my character story. No, no, no. I keep my people around me. I'm part of the party. Yeah. We are a group. And all of a sudden it was like. Okay, you want to go fuck? And I was like, I need someone from my party. I'm just very proud of you for not cucking Balnor. You could have cucked Balnor, and you didn't. Uh, Yeah. yeah. Balnor the cuckold. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Is there a situation where you would have like rolled and they would have just been a normal couple? No, they were always bait Mm. to try to kill you. You guys are probably never gonna get a full vacation episode. Like sure. we're never gonna get laid. Well, I think like no, we've got the. I kissed. Yeah. I made out. Yeah, you I made, made out. out. So I hooked up yeah. on this yeah. on the on the on the campaign. Who's I guess gotten, we've all hooked up. Wait, who's gotten the furthest? <laughs> I Moonshine. Feel, well, Moonshine's Moonshine's made out with, with a lot of people. people. Yeah. <laughs> Have I? You've made out with. Wait, I mean, definitely. You you've, kiss everyone you kill just about. Yeah, you've killed a lot oh, of people yeah, that you've made out true. with. But I don't know if any of us. One of the benefits of your of your kiss being your weapon is yeah. you get true. a lot of fucking action. But I don't think any of us have gotten to second base. That's true. I felt up uh, Riva. I feel <laughs> I feel myself up a lot. Oh, that's, that's true. true. Yeah, <laughs> there's been a lot of like mutual masturbation. <laughs> oh. <laughs> In the one big bed? <laughs> Disgusting. 
everyone just quiet. The lights go out and everyone's just quiet. Like, <laughs> we respect each other. It's the ultimate sign of respect. Uh, Jake, you want to do your first one? Uh, yeah, my first one is a, um, it's from episode Trey. Okay. Very early Ooh. on. It is the infamous Bullywug mating call. Yeah. Oh. I don't know if you guys remember I haven't re-listened to it. The reason why forever. I chose it is very specific. You guys can listen. So what if we made some noise out here to try and lure him nice. in? Nice. Like yeah. And then we can kind of ambush him. Kalu, Kalesh! Oh. Wait, did you really I don't, do I don't that? Actually okay. do that. Right. Oh, oh, wait a second. Uh, Beverly, yeah. you know so much about these bullywogs. Why don't you make a bullywog mating call? If Ooh. he's in heat, nice. get yeah. him to come Do you have back. your animal mating call patch? I have uh, I, I have dissected a bullywog, and uh, we, we had so some lectures. Dead, so it was not making any noise. It was not making <laughs> any noise, sure. it's true. But um, I, I have some some of my my dad's friends like to go bullywug hunting, and uh, one of them gave me a bullywug call, uh, you know, for one of my birthdays. So right. I've got some experience with it. Let's go. You do not have a bullywug call. <laughs> <laughs> I'll stand for the nonsense in the crick. Right. I'll stand for okay. the green teen traditions. Oh, I, so what I do is I check my pockets. Ah, oh, dang it, I left it at it home. Is, it's but I know how to de- make. It's going to be a deception check. Okay, so. Whoever has the best deception, plus two. Mm-hmm. Just check it out. What do you guys? You guys can also kind plus of six. You guys can I also you guys can also help each other. I can't believe a I'm, paladin. Well, okay, well, again, so we got bullywogs down by the creek. So if you do a mating call, yeah. I do a mating call. Between the two of us, one of us is gonna get it right. Yeah, you're gonna that's two two girls for every guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, you're Ooh, we got you're bo- going to do a mating call. Uh huh. To lure him out. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Wait, no, I'm doing it. I have to six in deception. Okay. The rest of the episode is uh, Beverly getting fucked by a bully one. <laughs> <laughs> it's just part over of the patch. All right. Yeah, no, I think it's just, gonna like... it's just a hard one and moonshine in the bushes giving him a thumbs up. <laughs> okay. You're doing great, buddy. All right. I, I... DC 20 deception check. <laughs> Wait, really? Is... I'm, not, I'm not joking. He's a fucking frog man right. he's not gonna think a little boy making a frog sound is oh another frog that wants to fuck him you're gonna need to do a goddamn good job to trick him uh okay so, okay so wait wait let's talk about this because you're likely gonna fail yeah um if 50, you 50. fail at least the noise will probably get he probably yeah, i won't. think what i'm gonna do is i'm I gonna like right but could we also just like break a bunch of twigs <laughs> No, I think this is a good option. No, Jake. Do we need to make the bullywog horny? Okay. Jake, I'm going to be... Can I just fucking clap my hands? I am going to be true to my character, and Beverly definitely likes to do things the hard, complicated way, uh, because Beverly's a little petty and right, likes to show you Well, the hard one is at least trying to talk you out uh-huh. of it as you do no, the no, bullywog. No, no, no. Right. Guys, one last thing. Yeah. I think we should also build a little trap. Yeah, okay. Okay. So is there a How tree? are you? You got to take some time to build a trap, and you're going to need to roll stealth rolls to see if you make noises. Okay. <laughs> okay. In that case, maybe we'll How about just this? we'll just hide and we'll ambush him when yeah. he comes. Yeah. Yeah. I think and y'all... the point is just to get him to come over so we can ambush exactly. him. Exactly. All right. All right. Okay. But I think that you are telling me that you believe in my ability to do bullywug calls. Great. <laughs> yeah. All right. And I'm telling you not to do it. I yeah. think this is a great idea. I... Just, as, just as hard one as Jake, go for it. Yeah. <laughs> I give y'all both thumbs up, and then I like contort my fingers into a weird flesh ocarina, and 
prepare to bellow out this bully woke call. <laughs> all right, wait, wait, wait. I want, all right, I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you. You can roll advantage on this, but you still need to beat a DC twenty. All right, cool. Because I love the term. Flesh ocarina. It looks so yeah. uncomfortable. Okay. I'm like pulling out <laughs> okay. my. This right. is like a fucking jutsu. <laughs> oh my god! And remember, it doesn't have to be super loud. <laughs> uh huh. Well, I mean, for it to be accurate, it would be. But I understand. <laughs> <laughs> what did he roll? <laughs> you rolled a one. I gave you advantage. Right. I gave you advantage. So roll again. Oh, well, the thank next god. one's gonna be a fucking twenty. Okay. That's uh, a six. <laughs> okay. Oh. And what did you get? Or so what do you have total, total for deception? Um, oh, plus six. Yeah, 12. Okay. You see the dude looks up, <laughs> bangs the gong. Okay. Oh, you, hear, you hear the sound of the hammer against the metal loud gong. I should have known that the gong was a warning. Yeah. Okay. You, should we scurry up in the tree? Wow. The, you technically should have gotten a reroll that I one know. and get advantage. The bullywug oh. bully mating call could have worked. Wow. It could have gone a different way. Yeah. The reason I chose The whole that thing's one, a farce. I yeah. didn't remember that. It was Moonshine's idea. idea. <laughs> Another fun fact. Uh, I was calculating my deception totally wrong back then. It's actually just plus four. Mm. Um, I was like adding a weird proficiency to it where I shouldn't have been. So I should have failed it even worse. So it all sort of evens out. You didn't get to reroll the one, but yeah. you were also adding a plus six. Exactly. Yeah. Let's yeah. roll for it now. Okay. Oh, good idea. Ooh. Let's right. just see how it would, if you had re- gotten to reroll the one, this and, is what yeah. it would have been. We said been. DC 20. And out of four. Yeah. Oh my God. Give me that 20. Ugh. <sighs> 16. <laughs> out of four. All right. Wait, at a, did you? I added it? the four, yeah. You added oh. the four, right? It's 12 right. plus yes. four. Yeah. You guys still get that caught. That would have been poetic. You guys still get caught by Thanks the bully <laughs> The future refuses to It was to change. not a good idea. Right. I stand by it being a good I, idea. I Although, love... Although, I started to think about it while we were listening to it. I started to think about it, like, logically. Like, if I were walking down the street and an animal tried to make a human mating call at me, it <laughs> well, was just like, hello. <laughs> Are you in danger? Is, is everything okay? <laughs> Scooby Doo hitting on you. Yeah. <laughs> I love hard one like basically second hour into playing D D ever. <laughs> Is being like, can't we just break some sticks? Yeah, that's but that all goes, that goes to show how little I knew about D and D. That you always do the stupid thing. <laughs> oh yeah, you were like a young kid hanging out with a bunch of big kids that were doing dumb shit. You were right. like, oh, hey guys, maybe we don't throw the rocks into the window, huh? <laughs> yeah. Why don't we go home and play video games? My mom will make chocolate milk. <laughs> like lighting a fire. The experienced players are like, no, we got to get this bullywug horny. <laughs> Trust us, this is how it's done. And they were right. And they were right. I but also still forgot to about this day. Whenever we have a stupid idea, yes, it mostly fails. But when it fucking succeeds, that feels better. Case in point, the exact thing that we listened to before this with the scoop. Yeah. yeah. That uh, fucking twenty with Beverly commandeering the car that felt fucking better. Here's the than... thing. One of these days, I'm gonna figure out a way to roll one of those twenties at a point that actually matters, <laughs> and then it's fucking over for Akarat. <laughs> yeah, didn't you crit on finding Werther's one time? Yup. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> sure I, I, I believe you crit on fi- you crit on finding Werther's and then failed the perception check to see cannons coming at your house, uh-huh. <laughs> and your uh-huh. mom and your boyfriend almost died. <laughs> Your mom and your boyfriend and his grandma almost died. That's Bev, baby. Yeah. 
Bullywug mating call is when scoops go wrong. Mm. Yeah. yeah. The scoop is when scoops go right. Yeah. The bullywug yeah. mating call is when scoops go when wrong. When you don't swoosh the scoop, it's I, the bullywug mating sort of, call. That was, I realized that you gave him advantage on it, too. I know. I, I gave I, him a pretty, listening, I was like surprised. a pretty fair chance. Yeah. Although part of me wishes narratively that it had just landed on the one. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Like yeah. The bully was, I, I was actually what we didn't remember the advantage, and I always remembered it just being like a one. He got like an automatic. Yeah. Failure. If the bullywug had emerged from the thicket and been like, "I've never been horny." Yeah. <laughs> I am an ascetic bullywug. <laughs> <laughs> Took a vow of celibacy. <laughs> then you should be hornier than all of us. <laughs> I mean, my logic was you're like just a bullywug guard. You're fucking bored. Trying to get the rocks off, you know. Like, yeah, like who wouldn't be distracted? Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't think they necessarily don't have sex. I think they're just not tricked. He was not. At, well, he was at work. Yeah, right. Yeah. He was yeah. at work. Oh, and you've never been horny he at was, work. Also, not the horniest at work. <laughs> I feel like when you watch movies, though, security guards are always like watching porn in the background. Yeah, mm, yeah. I was like, this is a bullywalk security guard. And we did establish that he was in heat, but I don't know if Merck was on board with that. <laughs> also, every enemy we've encountered since then has been horny as fuck. <laughs> They're all horny and they all have big dicks. <laughs> and they all want to get their dicks sucked. <laughs> Everyone is hot. Everyone is horny. Welcome to NADPOD. Uh, Caldwell, you want to do uh, one of your favorite moments? Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm going to do uh, a bit from episode 11. Sweet. To start us off. Let's cut to it. That is during the Esri Chronicles with yeah. Adam Cano. Do you want me to set up this clip, Jay? Yeah. Uh, this is from near the end when Duddle is kind of revealing his master plan. Uh, this is just some beautiful acting between uh, Murph and Adam. <laughs> and I really, I think it was like one of the moments early on where like the show solidified for me a little bit. Where it was just like, you can be very stupid, but also like very impactful and emotional at the same time. And it's like the sort of thing that I strive to when I play. Ooh, can't wait to listen. Yeah. Give it up, stunk bug, okay? We'll erase your memory and everything can go back to normal. Professor Duddle is doing great work here. These Eldritch Knights are designed to follow our orders, even if it kills them. Just imagine how easy it will be to clean up the city with them leading the city watch. When you say the city, you mean the arcane bubble, and you don't mean... No, I mean, I, we plan to send these people into the outer rim and clean it up. I don't know if I like the, your definition of cleaning up, and I like things clean. So I say, is that what I am? I'm just a tool like them. You messed around with my head. And uh, you see Duddle pipes up. Oh, yes, whatever. Look, you were some orc. You, uh, okay, well, I didn't lie to you about having a brother. You've got a brother, okay? He didn't die from Skullis. We... He's alive? Oh, no, no, he died because we tested on him. Oh. I'm so sorry, yes. So you killed my brother. I did kill your brother, my, yes. My fiddle music gets really sad at this part. Oh. <laughs> okay, so Yes, I... look, look, okay, you are, you know, before you were just some orc mercenary. We took you and your brother in, and we made you great. And now you can help contribute to society. Isn't that Wonderful! You're part of my brilliant work, Stunkbug. Yeah, this is. A didn't you little... think? It, didn't no. you think it's strange no, my... that all your memories are of you eating shit? That doesn't even make sense, Stunkbug. Orcs don't eat shit. They eat meat. They eat things that people eat. How did you not know your memory was positive? All my memories, all my memories of eating literal shit were not true. He knows what it tastes like. I've tasted shit. I have distinct memories. Yes, I put it in there as a kind of a goof. That's I thought so it was funny. fucked up, man. That is fucked up. 
Look, I needed you to have a reason to want to hunt down Skullis. Skullis took my work, and he tried to pass it off as, uh, as his own. He's well, taking my brilliant you, discovery. You created arcane. the arcane? Of course I created arcane. I created all of these Eldritch Knights. This is all my work. I, I helped save the world. I helped save the realm, okay? Think of the great things we can do without worrying about morality, without even worrying about mortality. We can use dead soldiers. You said think of the great things we can do without worrying about morality, <laughs> wizard. No. You know what, Professor? I don't I may not remember what my former life with my brother was like cuz I thought I was living it eating shit all day long. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I thought it was. But you know what? Whatever it was is probably a hell of a lot better than eating the shit that I'm eating now in the Ooh. form of your lies. Because turns out the real shit I was eating was the memories you were putting into my brain. So I've had enough of eating the fake shit from my memories and the real shit that is the memories that you implanted in me. And now I want to shit instead on you. <laughs> uh, Captain Oswald, would you just kill them? They're <laughs> dead. Uh, I, I rushed, I rushed Professor Duddle. As you rush Professor Duddle. As you, you rush towards Professor Duddle, he's like 30 feet away. Uh, Captain Oswald lets loose her bow, and an arrow starts to shoot. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> that brilliant. Damn, that great, great. Great speech from Adam Conover. Yeah. That was really funny. Beautiful off the cuff. But it was, like, so fun hearing you twist this thing that he had said, like, every episode. It was like right, such a nice used little. To eat shit. Yeah, <laughs> to just be like you didn't. No, know. <laughs> you use that to build your character. <laughs> it's so funny. I also I had been when I was like thinking of favorite moments. I went back to the Blue Mana Inn where we first met Stunkbug, and yeah. I listened to it. And it is definitely up there, but I don't think it's gonna make my my top two. But I was just enjoying like like. Adam's uh, description of stunk bug like is so funny and like the way he does it he's just like I like jazz I like opera I used to be an orc I'm probably the smartest orc you know I only eat tapas it's been forever <laughs> since I've had a full meal <laughs> hey. uh. The orc Frasier is amazing. Yeah, and also, Frasier. that was before I had even seen Frasier. And that, so then oh, I right. also... That's the biggest thing that this did was set you off on your Frasier journey. set me off on my Frasier journey. And it was really funny because I was re-listening to that episode that we just listened to. And there's a moment where... Uh, where you go after um, the the woman that Stunkbug kind of had a thing with, and you're like, oh, sorry, sorry, Stunkbug. I know you had a, like, I didn't mean to go after your girlfriend. And he's like, uh, we never dated. It was just sort of an office workplace romance or something like that, which is kind of like what Frasier and Roz have on ah, Frasier. Wow. And I don't know if that was intentional or not, but I was like, holy shit. That's What's that? On purpose? Let's pretend it was. <laughs> You're Adam. a fucking genius. Man, that's really good. Yeah. <laughs> Using one of the classic literary figures, Frasier, as inspiration <laughs> for your D&D character. I Although also... this does make Gunkbog uh, Niles. Niles. Yeah. <laughs> Which is, makes sense because Gunkbog is the best character. Yeah. 
I remember this episode was so funny just because like uh, this was when we all attacked Duddle and like killed him before any before you get to do cool shit. Yeah, yeah. you even talk about it, you're like that's one of those moments where your asshole puckers as a D- as a DM because you're like you killed my main bad guy before he got to have his like final speech. Yeah, he luckily got to have his speech, but he didn't get to. He had a cool gun that he never got to use. Oh, he that's barely what it was. was able to lower Gunkbog. If you want to see what that gun oh, yeah. does, this also you did the Gunkbog too, like. <laughs> make him fall. Yeah, you. That, oh, if I had remembered that, I might have uh, got the time code and put it as one of my favorite moments. I lo- you misty step up uh, onto the test tube that Gunkbog is lowering, and, and then and I you shatter him, <laughs> and he just like fails his dexterity saving throw and just falls <laughs> onto the ground. This is also the end of this episode. I actually uh, looked. The reason I listened to this was to listen for when we're running away from uh, after we've like basically created this massive crime scene in a town where we have no alliances and we're like, this is all going to get pinned on us. We need to peace out. Oh, yep. So right. we light it on fire and as we're running away, you have to do a wild magic surge because you've been using arcane. That's right. This and right, then, then you like it. make me and Papa fly <laughs> and it's just the most cinematic thing of us running away two of us flying from this like exploding building it's cinematic but then like there's just a possum kind of like motion yeah. tweening across <laughs> the screen this is the pilot of our of our TV show yeah um, I also there was I think one of like the a really really touching moment when uh, Stunkbug kills Gunkbug yeah and you do and, and you, you do that like flashback mm. and like it's them play fighting in the woods and oh. you're like, no, brother, like this, and that's that's like the strike that he uses to kill him. Yeah, that's what, that gave me the chills on the when we did it. That was very yeah. good. Those little contained darks are so fun. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It was the Adam was our first guest ever, and that was since then we've handled it a little bit differently. Where Adam, it was like. I built an entire narrative around him, but that's a lot of pressure to put on the guest yeah. Yeah. is to be like, you're here, you've got your own problems, you've got this drug lord that you're enemies with, and also this dude is um, basically plotting to ruin your life and uh, use you as a pawn. Yeah. Like, I remember Adam was supposed to be on, we were going to have him on one episode, and then it ended up being this four. whole arc. Yeah. 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 It was like seven hours, hours, and then yeah. we had to like do a follow-up. Which was up. really fun, but probably a little, like when you ask someone to guest on your podcast, and then you're like, hey, can you come two more times? <laughs> Yeah. It's like a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little more involved. We took many like, hours yeah. of his time. Yeah, we did. If you're listening, thanks, I remember Adam. one time we were recording it. It was when we were, it was when we were like interviewing Skullis and I knew that Adam had to work in the morning and it was like 10 o'clock at night and it was like we had gotten, Murph was like kind of subtly making references that Skullis was fine to die and so I was <laughs> like, cool, I just fucking kill yeah. him. We got to get Adam to work tomorrow morning. <laughs> it was especially rude because we told Adam it was a Buffy rewatch podcast. <laughs> That's right. We only need you for 20 minutes, man. We're just talking about Xander and Willow's Will They Won't You they. just got to watch season one through three. <laughs> Is there somebody named Niles on that show, too? No. Giles. 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 There you go. Yeah. Uh, Emily, you want to do your second one? Okay, my next one is actually like a... Like, it's not a serious one. It's not a silly one. Oh. Uh, my next one is when we send the Green Knights to the Feywild. Because uh, we, like, sing, and it's, like, pretty beautiful. Ooh. Um, I'm trembling a little bit. Uh, the amulet is in my hand, and it's shaking. I put it away for now, because uh, I don't think I need it. I don't think it's helpful in this situation. No. No, no, no. We I want to power her. I shed it. I, I, I hide it away, uh, and then... I focus on Pelor without its aid. Okay. 
Um, and I walk to the center. I get everyone to start swaying, uh, playing an instrument if they want. Ooh, okay. feel like I'm about a crawfish boil. <laughs> uh, I get them to start humming. They start saying, Kalu, Kale, Kalu, Kale, Kalu, Kale, Kalu, Kale. Oh, great Pelor. Kale. My people need you. Kale, Kalu. It's time for us to go on a trip. We've worked hard, but there's more work to be done. You are a man of joy, a god of delight, but most of all, you are wild and pure. Take us to the land where my people may heal. Take us to the Feywild. Beautiful. Bev, roll me a religion check with advantage and give me... Three dice of inspiration. Okay. One from Moonshine, one Ooh! from Hard One, and D6? one from Erlen. D6? Yep, D6, babies. Take my D6. That's a 19 on the first roll. Holy <laughs> shit. Yeah. It's a nine on the second one, so. Okay. All 19, right. but then you add your religion. Oh, yeah. Uh, so 19 plus uh, my religion, I believe, is three. Three. Okay. 22? Yeah. Four. Nice. Four. What does that bring it up to? 26? Mm-hmm. I drop a little more blood. Three. 29. Erlen goes. Before he goes, I grab him and I smooch his face really hard. <laughs> Bev and Erlen kiss Ooh, in the middle. Laura is he rolls good. a five. That's a total of what? You guys got like 34? 34. This was a DC 30 check. <laughs> you see vines shoot out from the ship and circle around Bev and Erlen as they kiss in the middle. And it is this beautiful, majestic scene. Moonshine Sweet. weeps. Vines. Moonshine and Papa are weeping. <laughs> uh, you see vines grow around them and flowers sprout up on the vines. And then, hard one, you still have the sword. You're looking through the sword. You see the flower bed that they're around comes to life with blades of grass slithering, uh, then growing into vines and wrapping themselves around the green knights and the green teens. The garden glows green, then takes on a gel-like consistency, then gets brighter and brighter as Bev's dad and company are pulled into it. It looks almost like an octopus dragging someone into the ocean. The last thing you see is a face full of green goo as Uncle Duck (laughs) is swallowed down by the flower bed and the green knights and the green teens escape to the Feywild, baby! Feychella, Feychella! Dang, I hope they're okay. Yeah. Yeah, oh. you guys still that was that was a long time ago and you still you guys still haven't um met up with them yet. No. We've well, been trying. We've been pretty busy. I think you've been throwing some stuff our yeah, way. Yeah. We haven't been in Smuggler's Bounty the whole time, you know what I mean? Yeah, mm. even when we were. Yeah. We've got <laughs> treachery uh, lurked around every corner. We've got a bulleted list. Yeah. <laughs> that was I feel like we haven't had a I guess I suppose the Gemma and Hard One stuff before she was brutally murdered. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, that was, was probably the last time we got emotional. That last time it was like sweet. Yeah. You know, because this is one of the sweeter moments. Certainly mm-hmm. Maribel had some moments and, yeah. and stuff like that. Frostwind has, pardon the pun, been a little cold. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's been it cold. Has. It's been Although cold it's, for sure. It's been like a survival jaunt, honestly. Listening to this made me super excited for our hopeful 
uh, adventure to the Feywild. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's just going to be cool. Yeah. We got to establish the connection somehow. (laughs) Oh yeah. How are, I mean, I got fairy fire. Yeah. So I can just cast it, find us some local fairies, some mm-hmm. local fae, and just be like, yo, we're trying to get to Feychella. Um, <laughs> Do you have any tickets? Yeah. <laughs> it can be for night three. We don't even care. We've all got floral rompers. Mm-hmm. We're ready to do this. Fully we'll go the second weekend. <laughs> fully down to barter. You know, I've got some bottled water. I will perform sex acts. <laughs> we have an Airbnb in Palm Springs. We have an airship B&B. <laughs> we'll split an Uber with you. <laughs> I'll give you guys a little peek behind the screen huh? when I was planning that session i was trying to figure out what what to do with the greenites there because you guys did such a great job saving bev's dad you guys moonshine had the diplomacy stuff um where she convinced the king to hold off on doing the execution have an execution party how then did you guys, i do that i just made an execution party sound fun yeah you're just like mm, yeah what to do here we're gonna have an That's, execution I mean, brunch it's a good idea it goes with yeah. the kid because the kid was, it was a kid it was a yeah. kid yeah and yeah. they were going to have a party already to um induct Merrick High Hill into being the High Septon. Yeah. Mm. So, oh, yeah, So yeah, you were yeah. like, what that if we do sense. an execution what party instead? Which was smart. Hill. He died. Isn't yeah. he the one who we oh, yeah, were... He's the one murdered. who was framed. Yeah. Oh, I thought he was the one who kept, like pissing himself and we were using him to get through. No, that was no, the, that... The, kid, the hand of the king. Ah, yeah. Um, yeah. My God, so embarrassing. I can't remember his name right now. We've met a lot of folk. Yeah. You've met a lot of people who have pissed themselves. (laughs) (laughs) Also that, yeah. Um, But I was trying to figure out because I didn't want to punish you guys where it's just like, you guys already saved Bev's dad. Yeah. But it was very clear just by the way the things were going that kind of best case scenario is that people escape. The Galateron's kind of already lost once Theala shows up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I was like, what is a way for like Bev's dad to get away where it's not just you guys have all these, you know, DMPCs in your party where it's just like, what's up? I guess the green teens and Bev's dad are just hanging out with you. Right. Yeah. Where it's sort of this like bittersweet thing where you guys get to know that you'll meet up with them again someday, but they're gone in the immediate. We're but, all on different journeys yeah, right now. Yeah, exactly. well, yeah, I liked it because it took them out of harm's way, but it didn't necessarily make them safe fully. Mm-hmm. Right. Like it made that it made us be like, okay, we're gonna have to check on but like it there's took them still out of something to be danger. resolved, but like we don't have to deal with it immediately. Yeah. yeah. With knowing what's amiss at the crick and knowing Hard One's parentage. That's probably the biggest mystery of the show right now is what's up with the green teens yeah. and the green knights. Yeah. Do you guys have any theories of like what's going on in the Fey Wild? I think I mean, they're seeing. I think they're seeing Kanye. Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Full on Fey Challenge. I think yeah. uh, Cuddy's doing a surprise show. Oh <laughs> shit! Crush a bit, little bit. <laughs> I am curious because, like, we haven't really gotten any, like, we haven't met too many Fae people, which would make me think that, oh, okay, like, the Fae just, like, aren't involved in this. However, if I know uh, despotic near gods, like, they're going to want to conquer every plane, Mm, which would make me think that there's something, something's going on there. Yeah, something's astray in the Fae. Perfect. I think we used it in the, for the bay, so don't give me too much credit. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I wonder if it's like a fully separate encounter, like if there is just some sort of like fake court that we're going to need to deal with, or if like Pelor is involved at all. Or yeah, like, it's like is is the has does Theala have any kind of like um, 
spies in the Feywild? Mm-hmm. Has, does she have any helpers there? Is there a general force that's causing everyone to want to consolidate their power and become authoritative? Yeah. Who knows? There's it, also, let's go. Yeah, let's, let's open play right portal. now. Yeah. <laughs> let's play right now. I'm gonna we'll roll a D20, and if I get a 20, then we go to the Feywild right now. We'll <laughs> abandon. We'll abandon I, the tundra. I'll cast Fairy Fire, yeah. and if we see any Fey, I got then an we eight. Go. So oh, okay, yeah. Okay, so Moonshine doesn't see any Fey. So yeah, yeah. Uh, Bev's dad is dead. Okay. Oh, cool. oh. Yeah. I didn't realize this was all canon. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, totally. Sick. By the cool. way, Edmund Laurel. I looked at my Yes, ass. Edmund Laurel. Yes, that was. was. Yeah. Good, I'm sure keeping. he's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, covered in piss, but yeah, fine. Yeah, he's covered in Cowards piss. Cowards like him always make it through. Yeah. Um, my next moment is a little bit of a serious moment, too, but I think it'll be a little bit more lighthearted. I think this will work out. This is uh, the reveal of Hard One's parentage kind of uh, mid-battle, which ooh. I, I, I liked the kind of dynamics uh, of that. That is Hard One. Uh, cool. I guess. Should I grapple the bear? Try to like. I, I, I wonder, feel like these guys are good guys. I know I that's. Why I think that we shouldn't. I don't think that we should try to kill them. No, I Here's agree. A, I'm gonna. I want to. I want to yell to uh, this rat guy. Yeah. Uh, I'm just gonna pick up my pickaxe yeah. and say, "I will fucking tear this ship apart and bring us all down if you don't." Relax and talk to him. Look, man, I don't know who you are, kid, but Gunther ain't stopping for anything. We're taking this thing into the sky. No, you're not. You want to know who I am? I'm Hard One Surefoot, pride of the Dorphinage, bastard of the mountain. I've born further into Iron Deep than anybody else, and I will tear the fuck out of your ship. This guy takes his eyes off the prize and looks back at you, and he goes, You said you you were from from a Dorphinage. Yeah. Holy fucking shit, Gunther, don't kill him. Don't kill him. All right, we're going up. We're going up. You guys all take off into the sky (laughs) together. Finally, the airship finishes its ascent. Uh, You're now fully in the air. Gunther climbs up the mast and lets down these giant sails that allow the ship to just glide. And uh, the mouse folk walks over to you, hard one. Elias? That's my... (laughs) Oh, God. That's my fucking dad. Oh, my lord. You know my father? You like to spit an image of him. Uh, Welcome to the SS Stormborn. I knew there'd be a cool name. Everyone told me there wouldn't be a cool name. (laughs) It's got to be a cool name. This is my parents' ship. This is your your father's ship. Hi, I'm Beverly Togold the Fifth. My dad is in big trouble. I put my mouth, I put my hand over his mouth and say, "Let Hard One have a damn moment." I child. spent my entire life in the mountain. Are you telling me my father spent his in the sky? Kid, your dad was the best captain that I ever worked for. Since he died, we've been trying to get this baby back into the sky, and it's it's like. The, you know, I don't, I don't believe in a higher power, but the first time she gets back up and, and you're here, kid, I haven't seen you since I dropped you off at the Dwarfenage. <gasps> you? You brought me to the Dwarfenage? I'm your Uncle Red, kid. Nice to meet you. And it's nice to meet you guys, too. Uh, and this, uh, this mouse folk uh, <clears throat> shakes your guy's hand. Hard one's just looking out through the front of the airship, seeing all the lights of Galateron twinkling, sparkling. Damn, that was, that still gets me. It yeah. makes me feel so good. I love 
that you guys kind of pick up on the fact that they're just kind of trying to get away and don't trust you. Mm -hmm. Some D&D parties are just like, this NPC is being rude to me. I will kill him and his family. Mm. Yeah. I Dude, two things. One, thank you for building that story. I think that's like, man, you do a lot of work for for us players. I think it's really beautiful. Oh, thank yeah. you. Uh, to you, thank you for that music. It's yes, crazy. It's one of my favorite songs that Emily does. I mean, like the two of you guys collaborating on all the, sh- the shit that you made me feel, I felt like so in um, when you say you're like the spitting image of them and then there's silence and there's like the ship the creak. The sound and the, of the ship, like, mm, yeah. Jesus good sound design. It's fucking yeah. good. Yeah. Oh, man. I forgot that we started that by trying to sell them drugs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That was like... That's like our second time trying to get... A, or that was our first time. But then later, we also tried to get onto a boat by pretending that we We're want drugs. always offering drugs. Yeah. But We're you did like, sell your drugs yeah. successfully to Bastion. That's, oh, yeah. That's there you cool. go. I finally... Yeah. Well, I bartered them. Um, completed your quest. <laughs> it's also funny that Beverly was attacked by a bear that... <laughs> that almost yeah. killed him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that fucked me up. That interaction like, goes... Two hit points. Gunther just stabs you with his spear and throws yeah. you overboard. Yeah. It's like, I'm your Uncle Red, kid. He's <laughs> like bleeding like, on the I floor. Get a heal. <laughs> wow, what a moment. <laughs> so impactful. <laughs> that was almost that was also a little bit of a shift for you, Jake, because that was what was that? That was only uh That was fourteen episodes. Fourteen in. episodes. I know in. because I have yeah. them all rigorously cataloged in my uh music files. Ah. Yeah. But for you that must have been like one of the first moments where you were just like, Oh, I feel something and it's not funny on yeah. this comedy podcast. I'm like, I am it's I would there I there was like a sense of wonderment just as like from me as Jake, like, I didn't know what to do. I was like, I was feeling really emotional. Um, so yeah, just like, I was trying to channel what hard one would be feeling without just being like, huh, good job, Murp. <laughs> it's hard. Yeah. You want to like sit with it, but then you like right. have to keep playing. Yeah. I just like, I wanted to just sit down and be like, damn dude, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You wanted to be like a bystander at a movie being like, yo, yeah. throw popcorn at the screen. I don't know if everybody saw this cause it was on our Patreon, but you had posted like all of the music that you had written. Uh-huh. Um, and the, the track titles for all of them are incredible. There, there is The Twinkling Lights of Galateron, uh, A Bastard No More, This Was My Father's Ship. Mm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I had shared all like yeah, the should... alts that mm-hmm. I didn't end up using. Goddamn. I think a lot so of them much... ended up making it into later episodes. That's good. Yeah. Cool. Don't waste any of that beauty. Yeah. Great titles. I, like to, I always like to like listen for like a turn of phrase. And then use that as a title. Mm. Or just do a dumb pun that's just for myself. Right. It's <laughs> a good combo. Oh, man. Yeah. It's I. It's amazing to think that we didn't have music for the first, like, 12 episodes or so. I know. Because it, like, it makes it so much more impactful. And yeah. It like, really just mm, sweetens the pot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have stock music. And I the stock music that I use for the uh, intro... I, I like when that gets to come in during the episode because it feels like the theme yeah. is coming yeah. in. Yeah, that's Star Wars. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Hey there, Nadpoles. Did you know that about 75% of people have subscriptions that they've forgot about? Truly, even if you think you have your number of subscriptions under control, you might as well check out Rocket Money. 
just to be sure. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills so that you can grow your savings, folks. With Rocket Money, you got full control over all of your subscriptions and a clear view of those expenses. You can see all of your subscriptions in one place, so if there's anything you don't want, Rocket Money will help you cancel it with just a few taps. Rocket Money will even try to negotiate your bills lower for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is submit a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. They will deal with customer service and all those AI chatbots so you don't have to. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and it saved a total of 500 million in canceled subscriptions. That is saving their members up to $740 a year when using all of the app's features. So stop wasting money on things that you don't use Use cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash pawpaw. That is rocketmoney.com slash pawpaw, rocketmoney.com slash pawpaw. Thank you, everybody. Hey there, Nadpoles. This episode is brought to you by Squarespace. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. Whether you're just starting out or managing a growing brand, Squarespace makes it easy to create a beautiful website, engage with your audience, and sell anything from products to content all in one place and all on your terms, folks. They've got beautiful beautiful templates and easy drag and drop tools. You can make a portfolio, you can make a blog, you can make a web series over there. You can do anything you want and you can do it all on Squarespace. So head on over to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash pawpaw to save 10% on your first order of a website or domain. That is squarespace.com slash pawpaw to save 10% on your first purchase of a website or domain. Squarespace.com slash Pawpaw. Thank you, everybody. Uh, Jake, what was your second one? Um, it is, it's real selfish because it's also about me. And I'm That's really sorry. Cool. I didn't realize That's that it cool. was going to be right in a, a row. A hard one My fast. last one. Uh, it, it's, it's my old Cobb uh, 20. <gasps> that dude. 20? Yeah. Oh, that oh yeah. It's from episode 19, The Purge. So I'm going to do this in front of the board. Jake, I want you to roll for old Cobb here. And oh my God. the knight that was up there. This white knight that was helping you guys, he isn't a full paladin. He's just a dude. He's not even as strong as the captain guy you guys fought. But he is going to try to stabilize Old Cobb. But Old Cobb's turn was first. So you need to roll above a 10, a 10 or above, to keep Old Cobb alive. Then you need to roll, this guy has a plus one to wisdom, so you got to get a nine or higher on the second roll, and Old Cobb will be stabilized. Oh no. You got this. Nat 20. Oh, my God! That's our third nat 20 on a death-taking throw. Oh, my God. Holy shit. Old Cobb goes up to one. Pour some cement on that die. It's done. This dude doesn't even need to... The the knight doesn't even try to help him. (laughs) Old Cobb just... Something like his heart just you starts know, beating again. That's, but I'm telling you, that's what when you have an Adirondack chair yeah. at death's You know what door. old Cobb did? He watched the sun set from the Adirondack <laughs> chair, but he stayed through the night and he watched the sun rise again. <laughs> Not yet. Boy. Oh my God. Okay. So hard one. <sighs> you wake up pounding headache. <clears throat> you are in a bunk on a moving airship. And you see, sitting next to you in a chair, is an extremely fucked up but conscious old Cobb. 
and he goes, Oh, motherfucker, I never thought you were going to wake up. Oh, God, it's <laughs> good to see your face, brother. Hard one, you son of a bitch. Pass me that crick water. <laughs> <laughs> he gives you some crick water. And you guys share a drink. Oh, that was man. that's really what the, what solidified the old cob hard one friendship. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We went to battle together. Breaking off in that one moment where the Bev and Moonshine went to Bev's house mm-hmm. to save the family. Yeah. Hard one tried to find to, Hard one just jumped on commandeer an airship by himself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. two would, very viable twenties that episode. <laughs> the Werther's <laughs> originals and the death <laughs> scene. A lot of a lot of crits. Yeah. I got surprised all over again. Wait, have we said crits bits yet? Oh, We're always talking about rich bits, and we never said crits bits. Crits bits. Let's make a very unpopular shirt. <laughs> next year's next year's uh, favorite moments episode is going to have me remembering when Emily came up with crits bits. <laughs> the new hit bit. And I don't remember if Old Cobb had just failed twice or if he rolled a one, but I believe Cobb had Cobb had two death saving throws there. Had Did, two fails. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he had two I think fails. so, yeah. Was this Matthias of House Crit as that well? Was Matthias yeah. of House Crit was trying to... Matthias of House Crit is the one who dragged you guys down and put you in the box. Yeah, yeah. there we go. Oh, man. Yeah, again, like, I knew what was going to happen. I knew you were going to roll that 20, but, like, hearing it on the episode, I'm like, oh, my God, he did it! He did it! Yeah. I had the same exact... I didn't listen to the actual Nat 20 part. I just found the time code at the beginning because I wanted to listen to it raw. Yeah. Yeah. I had the same exact Relive it. Yeah. I feel like uh, some sad baseball player that's, like, still watching his home run. (laughs) Yeah. Just my one great moment. Uncle Rico just from Just Jill Napoleon comes Dynamite. in the room and you're like, Jill, Jill, you gotta hear this. <laughs> Listen to this, baby. <laughs> he was on death's door. He was sitting in an Adirondack chair. <laughs> Press the 15 seconds back button, please. <laughs> uh, Caldwell, should we do your last one? Oh, yeah. Uh, After they, at the end, can I give two final uh, honorable mentions? We don't listen oh, to them. Yeah, let's okay. let's talk about some honorable mentions because uh, we'll talk about oh, that at the end. Because there's one. there's a bunch of ones that uh, I feel like we will be uh, in, we will get in trouble for not mentioning. Yeah, or I'll just I'll just be sad to not mention. Yeah, them. certainly. Um, my last one is very obviously uh, me falling from the tower, which yeah, was also what a one to end it on. Perfect. Yeah, also in the Jonathan Tingle episode. That's just another one that like made me. I was, I was telling Emily before, this is like the first moment I have ever felt actually scared while playing D&D. <laughs> and it like, it pierced through the veil of emotion when this happened. So it started out with a scoop yeah. and then it ended with a fall. <laughs> started Ooh, out how did it end up like this? Thank you. Um, th- Watchman, sir, for as a, as a gift for, for all of your kind words. <laughs> Can I give him a tooth? Would you like a berry? <laughs> oh, my oh god. my god! We might. I am running. He roll a dexterity saving throw. He knows every. He knows what the berry is. Okay. Roll a dexterity saving throw. Um, I want to use sleight of hand to switch the berry with a marshmallow. He knows everything. Okay. Shit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This was a bad joke. Okay. Dexterity saving throw. I got a two. Oh no! Just remember your yeah, spider yeah, climb. Yeah, eighteen. 18. All right, eighteen <laughs> plus two. Okay, <laughs> twenty. Yeah, you are blown to the edge of the tower and are able to hang on, but you're still being blown. <laughs> Everybody, roll initiative to get out of there without this god killing you. Okay. <laughs> Good job, Bev. Uh, I have my humor patch. I have to give it a go. Twenty. Five. Eleven. Uh, three. 
How tall is this tower? We got spider climb. We still got spider climb? Yeah. Still got spider it's, climb. it's tall. You can climb down. Let's go, go. Let's go. Let's go. Cool. <laughs> Damn it, Bev. <laughs> All right. Oh, Hard one. You go first as you see this god blow Beverly off. Beverly's just hanging on like being tornadoed. Uh, all right, I'm gonna take my axe and swing. <laughs> Just kidding, guys. <laughs> Let's fight uh, the god. I'm gonna run to the edge of the uh, this tower and start to spider climb down, nodding to Bev that he should do the exact same thing. Yep, hard one just jumps over the edge and starts climbing down. This guy's just like, you guys are pricks. How did you think I would fall for that? I am the great watchman. Uh, Uku looked... told you not to be pricks. <laughs> I'm sorry, I couldn't resist. Uh, that is Moonshine. Okay. Um, Someone tells him can... in his mouth while he's yelling. I can, <laughs> I can uh, move, I get a movement and an action, right? Yes. <laughs> um, I cast Healing Spirit, my okay. spectral uh, many-nippled pawpaw. Okay. And I say, uh, this is this is a, an apology for what my young friend <laughs> has done. Uh, think of it as an olive branch or rather a spectral possum with many <laughs> nipples. Just suckle at it. I'm telling you what, it tastes great. It's going to give you healing This points. is awesome. I won't kill you. And then I spider. I, be, I begin my okay. spider climb to Moonshot save. Moonshot starts spider climbing down. That's the god's turn. Beverly, give me another dexterity saving throw. Okay. I don't have any more. I only have the one. I can't help you. Oh, that's another three. Um, Beverly, you are blown off the tower. Huh. What's uh what's can that? I, um, what's that owl up to? Yeah, can I Yeah, I... <laughs> Yeah, he might need to spare some dying. Yep. This was a lot funnier when Uku did it. Yeah. <laughs> Uku just has better comedic timing. Yeah, right? you know what? The I... one thing Uku said was to not be a dick <laughs> to the god. All we had to do it was, was not be an if asshole to the god. you make it out of this, I think you're losing your humor path. <laughs> okay. Beverly, religion one. Beverly yeah. flies yeah. off of the tower, falls several hundred feet onto the ground for... Can I try oh, and... So many dice. It's not your turn. You can't do anything. Okay. Seven, 11, <laughs> 14, 20, 21, 31, 33 damage. Okay. What does that put you at? Uh, 10. Okay. Wow. If you get negative Ooh. your HP, you die on impact. <gasps> How many more? I'm going to roll oh, another 10d6. Okay. Great. Four. Uh oh. Eight. 12, okay. 17, 19, 20, 22, 23, 24 damage. Whew. Okay, okay. Uh. so you're not negative your, your, your max HP. All right, so yeah, uh, my max HP is 43. Um, I so had 10, 33. So yeah, it would be like a negative 12. So you are so, not. So I'm good. Beverly, so the joke was still Beverly crashes <laughs> into the ground so You hard. should have died there, really. Yeah. I actually was thinking while listening to that that I was like, Ah, uh, what an innocent time where we could do something like that and not die. Because right now, I feel like we live under the threat. Like, if I make the wrong move in battle, I feel yeah. like Murph yeah. is going to punish me with the death of my character. It was, You're mean to us, Murph. <laughs> I was definitely, 
I mean, we were like 12 episodes in by then. Yeah. I should have known better, but like we were still learning a little bit. Yeah, that was that was saved by the mechanics of D&D, where uh-huh. I literally I was like, I've never had anybody fall from like 300 feet. What mm-hmm. happens? And mm-hmm. I, I think I edited around it, but I definitely went into the book. I was just like, okay, maximum of 20 D6. Just- Re-listening, I felt bad that I didn't help you. I think I thought that Bev was like going to be like that you since you were on the edge, yeah, I was just you were just going to be able to spider edge. climb like straight down. Uh-huh. Yeah. I didn't I didn't realize that the god was going to keep on trying to blow you off. You should not have felt bad for me. <laughs> but I, <laughs> if I, I I don't I guess if I were playing again, I think I would know to help you, but I yeah. I'm, still, I'm not sure. You rolled bad in the uh, turn order too. Also which that. You. Yeah, and it was just like looking listening back, I I forgot number 1 that I rolled a 2 <laughs> on my first dex yeah. check, which is great, but it was just I was real torn up about uh like Theala having like broken her pact. And it was like really making me like question that gods in general. Uh, and I just like, it was just like a vengeful teen moment. Uh, oh. I stand by it. Yeah. yeah. I see. I didn't realize that it was a character thing. Mm-hmm. I thought it was just a. <laughs> I thought I just, it was just like Caldwell goofing off. I mean, it was a little bit that. And I was like, I figured that Murph. But it's would... rooted in character. Yeah. I think that also I was like, Murph's not going to let me do this. <laughs> and then he oh. did. Yeah. It's. I'm glad we went back and killed the god. Yeah. I'm glad. Yeah, we that was also yeah. fun, right? There's yeah. a there's a line. He's not a great guy. No, he's a he has no sense of humor. Exactly, yeah. he has no humor patch. Although you don't either. I believe <laughs> yours got promptly. Yeah, I think Moonshot. I think no, yeah. I think it was Hard One. I feel like I have a distinct memory of Hard One like ripping off. That his is the humor conclusion. Patch. I love yeah. Beverly's leg shattering on impact, and it was just like melted on the ground down there, running over, ripping off his humor patch. Yeah. yeah. Oh God, I remember his legs just being bags of blood. Yeah, oh my God. Bad, like, bags of bones yeah. or something like oh that. Oh my God. This, I love. And the- as a healer, I was like. I don't think I can do You're... anything to heal your bones. So here's was, some hip ones. It was up. a great writing prompt for the next episode. It was like a great way to get you guys to glitter yep. on. I was yeah. like, I was like, there's no way I can let Beverly just get away with getting cure wounds and being fine. <laughs> yeah, just like his skin is healed, but they're just swinging back and forth. You're <laughs> you're so welcome, painful. honestly. <laughs> Uh, oh, the man. slow, dumb education of Beverly Togel. <laughs> <laughs> More of a miseducation, I yep. think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think yeah. it's, you know, like I learned something and I unlearned two things. So my, are we on to honorable mentions? Yeah, let's do some honorable mentions I, that we won't I play. I want to bring but... up one because it had, it was just like two, the thing is, it, it's like probably like a 20 minute streak. And I was like, we're not going to sit here and listen to a 20 minute streak. But I, in my notepad, I wrote it as Maribel's farewell bell. <laughs> Oh, okay. uh, which is episode 29 starting around like 46 minutes it goes from like Maribel like thinking that Moonshine is Jolene is Jolene and like having like a goodbye with Jolene and then like taking her into her memories and then we see from Maribel's perspective everything that happened which is beautiful and then on top of that then Melora shows up and like that's like a really beautiful moment, that like was... heals the earth. Like that was so beautiful. And then it's topped off by this like I remember in the room feeling ecstatic from it, which was like it ends with like the happiest moment we've ever had in the podcast, where it's like we're like all the animals, like the crick is yes. healed, all the animals come out, we're riding wild stags like back, and everyone's so, yeah. like celebrating. And I was like, 
I was like, I really want to play this, but it is just like kind of like a 20 minute monologue from Murph. And everyone I was like, go back I don't and listen, know if, and I was like, everyone should, but I didn't know if Murph would want to sit here for 20 <laughs> minutes and like listen to himself talk. Yeah. Your, your um, Hey Melora delivery on yes. that is so good. <laughs> hey Melora. Oh God. It's the really fact good. that like, I think you had your back turned and then like, you turned around, but you knew that it was Melora. Yeah. You knew it was Melora yeah, like before yeah. voice. Yeah, she yeah. said, uh, I believe you told me to step it the fuck up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, Melora. <laughs> oh, boy. That's dope. That's also that whole back and forth between Maribel and uh, Moonshine pretending to be Jolene is probably my favorite moment in the podcast. But I think we were all kind of trying to favor kind of earlier moments because yeah. otherwise yeah. you're going to be playing like 15-minute that... serious monologues from right. like yeah. five episodes ago. Huh. Just, yeah. People have heard that recently. But you know what? Why don't we end the episode? I will put in a clip at the end. We'll play out you guys celebrating in the crick to kind of celebrate <gasps> the end of the year. Oh, I'll kind of we'll, we'll wrap Eight up the show nice. and we'll do a little fade out into uh, us celebrating at the Crick because that was the happiest time in the podcast. Yeah. The yep, that was. Something was so amiss at the Crick and suddenly it wasn't. It was right. like yes. the only time that we just like so innocently, cleanly helped. We had Nothing so was morally like, gray. The Crick right. elves are just good guys. Yeah. yeah. but like, And like when we left Esri, like the town was blowing up. We yeah. like left so much... Uh, destruction in our wake. When we, we left, left Smuggler's Bounty yep. similar. When yeah. we left Galateron similar. The Civil fucking war. We sort of <laughs> saved Bev's dad, but he just escaped. Like, we all escaped. The, the Crick is like the one time where like, we vanquished the villain. Yeah. yeah. I mean, And we like that, left on good terms. Yeah. It's our only true W. Even yeah. Frostwind, thing, we had to like, escape. Yep. Yeah, we're always just like, sort of winning and running away. But the tough <laughs> thing about the Crick is that we, we beat the villain, but it was not like a true, like it was Maribel, and yeah. she didn't really deserve to be vanquished. But That's yeah. true, we like, yeah. But we gave her that, like, her final... Yeah, she got carried off by Melora at the end. So Mm -hmm. she was a demon who lived in hell for hundreds of years, but instead, uh, you know, got to have a peaceful death. Also one of my favorite moments, I love the scene that you and I got to do together, Emily, where um, she... When she, she told you that she might be your mom, yeah, yes, that, that mushroom thing that was tense. I still yeah. don't know if she's my mom or not. Yeah, you never, know. you never found out for sure. Um, you know, what? Oh, I think God, last episode of this entire like series of this, no, of, uh, it'll I'm be, gonna find out. No, maybe. you should like find out, but we don't play it. It's like you're oh. in a room and the door closes right as you. Oh, you're out. right. Yeah. I'm like, so is Maribel my mom? And then we don't see the, the music answer. comes yeah. in. <laughs> don't stop. Just see like a glitter in Moonshine's eye. <laughs> and it's soprano style. <laughs> Everyone hate tweets me. <laughs> cool, guys. Let's wrap it up. We'll play the Crick ending at the end of this to send us in the new year with good vibes. Yeah, and let us know what your favorite moments oh, were. Oh, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, cool, guys. Um, check out me and Emily on Netflix, uh, the show Hot Date. It's our sketch show. Also, Adam uh, Ruins Everything. Adam oh, Ruins yeah. Everything. Since we talked about Adam a lot on this. Yeah. Uh, check out Hey You Up. It's our satirical relationship advice book. Get it on Amazon or Audible. Check us out on Fantasy High, a D&D play show with a bunch of our friends from College Humor on uh, College Humor streaming service Dropout. You guys have things to plug. Yeah. Um, I am having trouble with the timing, but I'm pretty sure that Big City Greens will be coming back uh, in the new year so get excited about that also you can like watch the entire show on like itunes or amazon uh if you missed it uh but yeah the second season and the 1.5 that we're doing are really good i'm very excited for people to get to see it check it out yeah 
And fuck it, beard oil. I'm yes, back. I was hoping I was going to make a reference to it. <laughs> oh, I, should, yeah, it I shaved my beard a few weeks ago because I wanted to try out a mustache, but uh-huh. I'm a growing my beard again, cream. guys. Yeah. You know what? It is going to be the new year. People are going to want it. Like, if you want, maybe your new year's resolution is to keep your beard lustrous. Mm-hmm. New year. Yeah. New you. Start fresh. If you've got an itchy face. Put this oil in it. <laughs> and uh, uh, Lonely and Horny is oh, also on Dropout. Oh, it's brothersisterco.com. Yes. Sorry, that's what it is. Brother, uh, Sister Co. and Lonely and Horny. Lonely and Horny. You could watch all of our Dropout stuff uh, if you go to signup.dropout.tv slash nadpod. That's right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and guys, you can go over to the Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash nadpod and listen to, we usually do a short rest after show, but um, we'll do some kind of bonus episode that's on the Patreon right now. I'm sure yeah. we'll figure it Talk out. about more of our favorite we'll moments. talk about more <laughs> favorite moments, maybe. We'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. There's something over on the Patreon. Check it out, guys, and follow us on Twitter. At yeah. uh, is me. At Caldy is Caldwell. At the expert is Emily. At Jake Hurwitz is Jake. And tweet about the show using hashtag NADPOD. That's N-A-D-D-P-O-D. We are, we are. The youth of the nation. We are, we are. The youth of the nation. You guys snap out of the in-between world and you're back where you were. Only the I've... giant mushroom dome is gone. Moonshine, this looks like the living wood that you grew up near. Woo! The landscape Ladies is green. Ladies and gentlemen, the living could became the living wood. I turned to Bev and I kind of glowed about the fact that I met my God. Okay, well. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty cool, that was... huh, young Bev? She's pretty great. Yeah. I feel like if I could have two gods... Definitely pick yours as my number two. I can, you know, I got a lot of dads. Why not a lot of gods? Yeah, you guys come back. The landscape is all green. The trees have all come back to life, and you can hear the babbling sounds of the crick. Oh. The crick is back, baby. Your guys' yeah, crick rot is gone. Roots. You guys feel feel healthy. You suddenly see movement in the trees as half of the forest of the living wood starts running towards you. Oh no! And you guys see oh, gr- you guys see green shade is like, dudes. You fucking did it! Oh, you see yeah. all the ants are like hey, yeah, that's right. You fucking did it! You see all the ants run over. Like they the fucking beat's about to drop. They scoop you guys. <laughs> There's scoops all around. Scoops. They pick you guys up. The ants start running with you guys, carrying you guys over their shoulders like Woo. you just won the goddamn Super Bowl. Uh, you run through the forest, now alive with plant and animal life. You see birds shooting down from the sky and flying alongside you as the treants run you back to the creek. I try to... This is the creek I was telling y'all about. This is this even is nicer creek. than I thought. Yeah. I know. I like the old creek too. I know. <laughs> yeah, you see Luna uh, like looks around and she goes, uh, fuck it. Uh, and you see she turns into a full wolf. Oh, oh, oh. Right. Be who you are, baby. Luna. Oh, Luna. Yeah, Luna. Did you meet that goddess, huh? Maybe Fiala ain't the only one. Moonshot, as you say that, Luna turns back into a werewolf, uh, and she kind of just looks off pensively and says, I've certainly got a lot to fucking think about. It doesn't matter. Uh, I get on a stag. <laughs> Moonshine hops down from the tree and starts riding a stag bareback. <laughs> yeah, bareback. Woo! As you guys approach the crick, you see the entire community, all of these healthy crick elves, yes. rushing Woo! into the forest to try to find you guys. Oh, it's so many vicious Vs. <laughs> you see the Ents begin picking them up and tossing them up in the air like babies. All these crick elves are surrounding you guys. The youngins run over to Beverly. Fire Daddy, you did it! Oh, you did it! My beautiful cricketeers, we done did it! <laughs> the cricketeers! Oogly boogly! Oogly boogly!
They jump all over Beverly. <laughs> you forgot your crick ears. They start bending oh, your ears back oh. in the. You see, Mama runs out and hops into Hard One's arms. Oh, my, my champion! I I bow so deeply. <laughs> I fight for your honor. I fight for your crick, Mama, my queen. You bow to no possum, and she bows to you. Oh. I put my forehead against hers, and I huff some crick water. <laughs> uh, you see, amongst all of the cricks going crazy celebrating, uh, you also see the chosen guys. They're like the bad guys at the end of an 80s ski movie. <laughs> Brother always like, damn. She just like, throws a fist. Uh, and Meemaw rushes over to you, Moonshine. Meemaw, and she I, hugs you. I, I check her I check her for soft spots, making sure her crick rot's gone. I got no I got no soft spots, you Moonshine. You ain't hiding no scabs from me. I ain't hiding no scabs. Oh! Uh, I kind of made peace with Maribel on your behalf. Is she that... thought I was you, and I just told her I loved her, and she didn't mean to. She kind of got hoodwinked. We'll talk about it all over a hot, <laughs> hot pot of hot gazpacho. It sounds like a good story. <laughs> Let's, I love crick food. <laughs> Let's put some crawfish on the boil, y'all. Save the brown for daddy. <laughs> Do I have enough fire left to fire up the grill? <laughs> yeah, sure, why not? <laughs> you, uh, Beverly fires up the grill. There's a big celebration. Plenty of brown to go around. <laughs> It's the end of the show, everybody, and that means we need to shout out our benevolent Council of Elders. And by we, I mean me, because it's just me this week, guys. But that's cool, because I'm bringing the energy and the enthusiasm, starting with Brad D., the only pebble pot that isn't craven. Brad promised Denny that this year he'd teach him how to go from craven to braven and has hidden several jump scares and booby traps in Denny's mansion. J. Loma, 72, a.k.a. Steelbreaker, Hard One's Gymspiration. Let it be known that as of six. 6am on December 26th, Steelbreaker has already burned off all the sticky buns they ate over Christmas. Dylan B., a sword-wielding wizard who accidentally invented blade singing by spinning the blades quickly, Dylan can do a badass, whistling rendition of Old Lang Syne. The only problem is that no one can get close enough to kiss Dylan while they're playing. Always the blades made, never the blade bride, eh, Dylan? Danny P., Bahumia's resident artist, painted Hard One Senior Portrait at the Dwarfenage. Danny wants to get more into mural work this year, so if you're a Bahumian brand that wants to paint your product's logo on the side of a mountain for some reason, Danny's your man. Tom P., father of the realm and serenader of sleeping babies. This year, Tom resolves to master the art of serenading both babies, toddlers, and tweens, a.k.a. the caretaker's triple crown. Spencer Caskbrew, patron elder of libations, ale maker to gods and heroes of Bahumia alike, makes a mold crypt water that is perfect for getting you beyond fucked up round the Christmas bush. Griffin SD, aka The Stranger, the silver dragonborn eldritch knight and ex-owner of the Badger's Pint Inn and Tavern, Griffin has decided not to let 28 get them down and has decided to challenge the invading orange theory by opening a rival fitness chain called Silver Hypothesis. Beardman Dan, despite having Bahumia's longest beard, Dan has pledged that this will be the year that his beard becomes an entire plane of existence in and of itself. Scott D., a lich who draws power from the failed resolutions of others. They spend most of January handing out honey-baked hams to people on treadmills. Aaron C., a traveling gnome salesman who has resolved to stop swindling crick folk, or at least stop selling them arcane. That's just 
beach sand and food coloring. Teehee! Hermes W., the Bat King. This year, Hermes promised the Bat Kingdom that he would beef up their social services in a program he's calling a bug in every mouth and also several more bugs in every garage. RJW and Esri Noble, who resolved to go outside of their bubble and experience other bigger bubbles like Upper Galateron and Glade Home. Spartus, a fearsome gladiator who has pledged to never fight professionally ever again. From now on, they're going to get back to their passion, killing for sport. Adam R., the R-rated assassin. This year, Adam resolves to push their skills to the limit by learning the salacious and forbidden killing art known only as NC-17. Cassandra MHP, a.k.a. Cassandra Max HP. Cassandra's resolution is to share some of her HP with weak bartenders and kobolds so that they don't get totally whomped by roving gangs of murder hobos in the coming campaign this year. Danielle the Dastardly Dame. In 2019, Danielle plans on adding two to three more Ds to her to her alliterative name. Currently, she's considering either Danielle the Devilish and Dastardly Dragon Destroying Dame or Danielle the Dastardly Dolphin Defiling Dame Dam. Hugh C, a.k.a. Haldor Frostback, MVP of the Giant Wars, screwed in the SS Stormborn and fought alongside Elias in red. Haldor's resolution is to try and wear a shirt while in public, or failing that, at least keep his nipples covered. Manny the Mundane, accidental deity who got in the way of a lich's spell to reach divinity. When you're having trouble coming up with a New Year's resolution that you think you can actually keep, but then you remember you're going to give up regular Coke but not Diet Coke, that's Manny wishing you a deliciously crisp and refreshing new year. Daniel Yu, a.k.a. Multifor, the many-faced magician. Daniel vowed to stop using their multiple faces to go on multiple first dates with the same person on Tinder as a goof. Good luck, Daniel. Jordan DJ, legendary DJ of the realm. Jordan resolves to craft a beat so sick in 2019 that Ilsaid and Theala drop their weapons and just lose themselves in dance. Jeffrey S., Lord of the Fjord, born of the sword and secretly highborn? Jeff is the runaway older brother of the boy king and the true heir to Galateron. Will he return someday to take his rightful place and rule? Probably not, because Theala's there. Cutter W., a high elf dandy turned crick architect. Cutter resolves to put more brown leaves into his 401k this year, at the quick, at the crick, that's just a barrel. Lex Sketch, the escape artist. Lex covers themselves in butter anytime they leave the house, just in case they might need to escape that evening, and that's why they're so good. John S., aka Schubert the Mushroom. Schubert resolves to have a more open mind this year, except about the goat men. Those guys are weird. Ryan M., aka Hard Ones Ram. Ryan's New Year's resolution is to survive. Uh, Oh no, oh no, what's that over the hill? It's a pack of gnolls and they have bows. Run, Ryan, run. Elena C., Elena bought a fresh spellbook for 2019, even though her 2018 spellbook wasn't full yet, but I won't tell. Andrew M. trained the Krag to be one of the fiercest knights in the Glateron army, though the Krag did eventually lose to a boy, so that's kind of on Andrew. Michael McD., head mixologist at the Blue Mana Inn. The Blue Mana Inn is filling up with New Year's reservations, so you'd better call ASAP. There will be tapas and wine and Stunk Bug will be performing jazz. Victor T., Balnor's boy, whose loving dad was ripped from his family and transported to another world. Victor had a tough time without Balnor around for the holidays, especially with Europe at war. Henry A., the cat burglar, but it's not what you're thinking. Henry is a giant orc who steals tabaxi children from their homes. Justin I., the smartest guy at the Crick. That's right, he has a plus one to intelligence. Caleb Storm, the first. Fun fact, actually Hard One's grandpa, Hard One's parents hyphenated when a Elias Storm 
Storm met Lydia Bourne. Clayton M, a claymation Dalmatian. Clayton gets a lot of work around the holidays, what with all the claymation Christmas specials. So Clayton is looking forward to kicking back and enjoying a little time with his claymation human owner, Dennis. The professional, the only lawyer to successfully beat Pawpaw in litigation, considered representing the Crick in the Crick v. Cooter, but knew Pawpaw's chipper monk shit defense was airtight. Jacob C., one of Cooter's 17 children, and somehow also his cousin? Elena M., a legendary cricket player, that's Crick Quidditch, where you roll around in the mud with a broom and try to sweep possum turds into tree holes. Gone Off has gone off into hiding, was an investor in Professor Duddle's lab, and fled when the lab exploded and the bubble police came sniffing around. Mick Pucks, the codemaster who created our amazing website, also helped create Arcane, which isn't cool. Earl and Kathleen L, two possums who are in love and gave each other rabies, which is how you get married in the possum community. Dylan M, a talented executioner who kills people with a broadsword clenched firmly between their butt cheeks. Sometimes Dylan farts and the sword is expelled from his buttocks, but overall Dylan does a pretty good job. Jibe G can do more pull-ups than hard one, but to be fair, Jibe G is a crab person with giant arms and tiny legs, so they're kind of built for it. Corbin A, the only designer in Bohemia who can rival Renee, can create a fitted suit so flattering it'll make Bastion look like old Cobb. Atlas Storm Reaper, a rival of Hard One's father who captained a regular ship, so Hard One's dad was always just flying away from him anytime they had a scuffle. Jostrich, a jovial ostrich, the only talking ostrich at the Crick, though nobody knows why because those people don't ask a lot of questions. E.L. Drake, aka the Dragonaut, the most fearsome nanorfly breeder in all of Bohemia. Cameron C., a gnome who purposely caused the giant wars by stealing a big coin from the frost giants and telling them that the humans did it. PJW, a.k.a. Charo Arcadius, a tiefling warlock whose barbed tail is a fierce weapon and, weirdly enough, a generous lover. Damiel R., Ram Daniel's evil twin who runs backwards, flies instead of falling into holes, and for some reason is weirdly in a mini-golf? Josh S., a.k.a. Josh Scoop, an expert scooper who, no joke, once scooped an ogre. Dom R., a Bohemian detective like Sherlock Holmes, only he's all steampunked out with like a cool mechanical eyepiece and a cane gun. It's freaking rad. Nicholas R. visits the Frostwind Dwarfenage every Sunday to bully the kids. Jennifer V, a carrot person. Jennifer has the stats of a myocnid, but with more vitamin A. Matt H was actually in a relationship with Gemma before she went off to marry the Pale Prince, so Matt arguably has more reason to be upset than Hard One. Jacob J, Durlin's cool older brother who lets him use his BB gun. Destin C, wielder of a cursed blade that doesn't have any physical effects, but is just really annoying. The sword spoils movies and snores at night. Devin B, boxing champion of Galateron, who once faced Galad Roselle and agreed to a no-punching-in-the-face rule so Galad could protect his beautiful mug. Devin then proceeded to pound that dude in the liver. Michael L lives in the elemental chaos, just likes being alone in a cozy cave listening to the rainfall and the earthquakes and the volcanoes exploding. Sam H, a giant giant who makes normal giants look like regular humans. Sam uses Mount Forge as a pillow and giant crags as footrests. Kelvin Noodles, vowing to cut out carbs in the new year. Kelvin is buying himself a Zoodler and taking the new name of Kelvin Zoodles. 
Christian H, a.k.a. Sergio Salazar Solomon Sacarius de Silvia, seventh of his name, a sexy Peruvian snake folk with sweet snake patterns on his skin. Sergio's resolution is to embrace his snake heritage and have his tongue forked in 2019. Max L, a level 20 bard who knows every Dave Matthews song on the violin and is making a point this year to forget them. Trele, the cray fay who doesn't care what people say and has no resolution today. Yay! Evan K, a.k.a. Malvo Dunstar. Malvo is a late sleeper and has never seen the morning star they're named for. In 2019, Malvo will become a morning person. Grace H, the graceful ace, an airship pilot who has traveled all through Bohemia, and this year, Grace will be the first pilot in space. She's founding Bohemia's space program, BASA. Aaron G, a traveling gnome salesperson who aspires to make an honest living in the new year and stop ripping people off and trapping them in gems. Eric B, a very short wizard with a very tall hat. No one knows Eric's true height, but this year they will reveal their secret. Eric has a very long pointy head. Jory S, a dwarfin who dug higher and iron deep than any dwarf before them, and this year they will dig further to the east and west. It's very easy because most dwarfs just dig down, but Jory is stacking records and does not care. John WG, wielder of a broadsword so broad it's basically a shield, plans to add to said sword in the new year, making it so broad it basically becomes a wall and completely unwieldable. Alucard, a barbarian so strong that if they attain their 2019 goal of getting even a tiny bit stronger, they will become a full barbarian god. Andrew R., a rat folk whose resolution is to stop being fooled by mouse traps. Andrew's got a job. He can just buy the cheese. Baby Doc, the sweetest, cutest toddler doctor who is resolving to get their PhD in art history so they'll have one pointless doctorate. Andrew A., a fire giant whose New Year's goal is to open literally the hottest nightclub in the frigid north. Adam H., newly installed as the Bullywug King, isn't totally interested, but Adam's New Year's resolution is all about saying yes to things, so he's going to give it six months. Kyle McHugh, a heroic ram currently leading the band of boobs, abandoned rams through the tundra. Kyle's always resolved to never let anyone die on his watch, and Kyle won't let any of the rams give up the ghost on their watch. Colin G, an iron dwarf whose only resolution this year is to have a real feeling. Ryan, hard ones ram who is thriving on their way out of the frigid north. This sprightly ram is absolutely fechella bound. Big Buck, the prized deer from the Big Buck Hunter game who has never been shot and whose only resolution this year is to keep making hunters miss by hitting cows. And that's all for this week, guys. Thank you so much for listening. You can head on over to the Patreon. We're going to have a Trinivale short rest uh, available for you to listen to there. We'll be back next week with another campaign episode. Thank you guys so much for listening. Have a happy new year. Bye-bye. That was a HeadGum Podcast.